welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 429 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I'm very good. It's almost 4.50. Hey, there must be a bottle of champagne or something. Another another round number coming up, yeah. Coming, I did yeah, mention last week, good. yeah, that we're getting on to, I wonder what will come first, a million downloads or 450 episodes, I'm not sure. but um, Definitely a million downloads. I think you're right, actually. Uh, yeah, not too shabby. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were having a glass of wine then, but uh, yeah. Adam's Ale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was when we're talking about performance and performing today and not in the kind of like athletic sense or the business sense or we're talking about when we put on our show for our friends and family and our colleagues at work um, aren't we Sean? Yeah it's a phrase that's become um, part of the currency which is performative so we have performative wellness we have performative business performative success and what it means is that it's that people are acting in ways that make them appear like they're amazingly successful right. or they're amazingly you know and it's this need to perform and and it does come back it does feed into this whole idea about coming out of lockdown coming out of holidays going back into the workplace and people being need to be seen you know and one of the, the biggest things um, people have been saying to me, it's it's the COVID 5K, which is the 5K that you put on um, during COVID, uh, not the one that you run. Um, and and pe- people are feeling kind of big, fat, bloated. They're feeling like out of condition. And they're, and they're kind of overdoing it to kind of compensate for the fact that they don't feel good about themselves. You know? I see. So, yeah. So you get this whole kind of performative thing going on. Um and it happens in all kinds of areas. Like when I used to teach a lot of yoga, um, I'd watch people and someone would be doing a posture and then they'd turn to the person next to them and see that they were doing it better than them. And then they'd be going, oh, oh, I'm stretching and putting themselves to try and, you know, get it so I can be as good as the person next to me. And I had to just stop a lot of people and say, look, this isn't a competition. You know, our bodies are different. You know, work with your body. Don't worry about other people's body kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Aren't people just endless, endlessly fascinating, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, quick mention to the website. I mean, websites are interesting, actually, because they're obviously a kind of a public, like, visual, visual way of saying who you are, what you do, what your business is doing. Go to liveinthepresent.co.uk for a performative visual example of what, <laughs> what we offer. It was, and it definitely wasn't a hastily, like, record... <laughs> World record time to make a website assembled bit of work that I need to do when uh, when our old website kind of broke down. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and yeah, all the show notes and links are there. So yeah, do check out the website. But yeah, do I mean it is interesting. Obviously, I'm a designer. Obviously, you might not know I'm a I'm a graphic and web designer in my uh, spare time. And uh, yeah, so I guess I do have to kind of take what I see when I speak to a business or a company or a business owner and kind of create a visual representation of that business online and it you know we're using nothing but 
lines and fonts and colors and photos. Mm. Uh, when, the, when you're going to have that whole idea of being performative, as the new word is, um, so like we're having to appear in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, when I look at the different areas I've worked in, when I've been working in the, in the court system, and um, you've got a barrister who's having to present a scallywag in a certain way, um, and that's a performative exercise, you know, like like the scallywag comes to court dressed in a in a, a shirt and a suit and a tie, you know, yeah. um, and all that something that they never wear, um, unless they were going to a funeral, I guess. Um, and and so they put on a show, and that's that's to me is the whole kind of performative thing, and being needed to be seen as being you know special in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Um, go on, you were saying. I don't know. I was, I was going to say, of course, some of us have put filters on whilst we're on Zoom, haven't we? Well, I know. And we've, you know, just to kind of break the the third wall of podcasting or whatever you call it, the fourth wall, we, we're recording two of these back to back because I'm yeah. going away. I'm going away on holiday. So I need, we need some in the bank yeah. so that, you yeah. know, our, our listeners. Oh, don't don't have to go like the hardship of have, not having an episode of uh, of this podcast to, like to go without while we're away. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, when I before I go away, I, I just leave way too much work to do in that last little week. So I've got loads to do. I've been I've been doing stuff with the kids because it's some holidays. And the family, I'm knackered. Uh, I was up late last night, up early this morning, recording two of these, and uh, I'm recording it in my bedroom with washing hanging up and you can see the reflection here so <laughs> normally if i was you know a, a professional business person would obviously either use they might blur the background or they might have a one of those fancy um you know where you put your logo in the background so it just kind of you have like a yeah, or you're yeah. On the beach the back. yeah. Um, yeah. but <laughs> You know, I thought, yeah, no, I'm, we're going to do it warts and all because part of your podcast, your blog post, sorry, talks about how uh, maybe we should we should be a bit more warts and all in certain parts of our life. Life, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at the performative need to look a certain way, I get so in, internally. You just splurge your background. Um, <laughs> Okay. very good it's, it's, it's a good way I can, I can, yeah i should mention we we put these on youtube as well these uh these podcasts now so those watching you can see the golden gate bridge behind me or let's have a little what else we could do pepper pig that's the one i use for when we're talking to uh friends and or young family members they might like a bit of that yeah you can do all sorts can't you <laughs> this is crazy yeah this or is you can, absolutely crazy or you can blur your background as you have just done. <laughs> but, um, you know, hey, I can look. See... Hey, Oh, there you go. That's, is that your house? I oh, know, similar. <laughs> no, no, no. But I can pretend that's my house, can I? I'm sad. Like you wish. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, I can see why for a certain professional look, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe you're talking to thousands of people on a, a webinar or something. It can help, but uh, do you think ultimately it's a bit of a strange thing to do that we have to kind of mask certain parts of ourselves? I, th I think that there's there's a kind of a limit to me 
Um, uh, you know, okay, it, it's nice to kind of have a wash and comb your hair and, and be presentable when you go and do something. That, that's that's good. Um, but one of the things that bothers me a lot, and it, 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 distressing is the word that I get, is when I see all, all these um, predominantly young women, but not only women, that are full of kind of Botox and puff lips and, and stretch this and pulled that. And it's like, what's wrong with being you? Why did you have to have this performance going so that you look like something that you're not? You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, is, is there much difference between that and like you and I? I haven't made much effort today at all. But I'm going to put the video on just so people can see how rough I look and that, like the washing and all that. <laughs> but you know, you've got your hair kind of well kept. You wearing it. You wearing a shirt, and you know, you look. You look. You've had a shave. So is there any? Is that much difference? Actually, kind of actually changing out the physical appearance in a deeper way. I, I think the the the. The, the variations in that are like, okay, you, you know, okay, we've all got to put clothes on, you know, and either we do the shave, the stubble or the beards, depending on what we feel about it, um, and haircuts every now and again, okay, fine. The, the issue is whether you're doing it because, you know, you need clothes, so you're wearing clothes, or whether you're doing it so that you look right with other people in the sense of, um, uh, I mean, over here, we have the um, we have the Louis Vuitton bag, yeah, that was bought for me many many years ago, right? But um, it's quite funny because um, when I, I I'll take it out sometimes and go put go place it and be like, oh Louis Vuitton, you know, uh, and it always gets that kind of comment, especially a man with a Louis Vuitton bag, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but the so, I mean, like, why are we doing it? You know, do we buy a car because the car is the car that we want? Because um, it meets our needs. Or do we buy the car so that people see us in a certain way? Mm. Well, yeah. don't don't talk to me about cars. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm fascinated by that, that culture. I've, I've moved way beyond the kind of how, you know, trying to convince people to, figure out another way of getting other ways of getting around for environmental reasons to really starting to understand psychological reasons why we why we choose certain vehicles or certain certain modes of transport you know i, I use the train a lot um partly because it kind of combines better with a bicycle i can take a bike on certain trains and mm. it's easier to leave mm. a bike at stations but i don't use the bus very much and i think there's probably a bit of snob snobbery in me uh towards people that use a bus and i'm sure you know if i was used to used to using the bus and i would be fine with it because i think it's just a case of knowing where to go and which one goes where and which number does what and what how often it shows up um yeah and once you're through that barrier then oh it's fine yeah this is cool why don't i get yeah. the bus more often <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Well, we, we get the train through to um uh liverpool um, and it always amazes me how easy it is rather than driving. And you haven't got to park a car and all that kind of stuff, um, which is good. But and I, when I was coming back today, um, one of the reasons I have a shirt on is because I was doing a visit to a factory and I needed to look the part in the, in the factory. Um, but on the way back, this car came screaming up the outside and it was a black car which had one of those, ah, 
kind of exhaust pipes, yeah, and really, really loud. And it had monster written on the back of the car. Um, and it obviously didn't need to make that noise and was probably burning a load of nasty stuff in doing it to make the noise. Um, but um, as he came past, I was thinking, how, how sat in that car making that noise, how do you think you look? You know, is it that you go down the road like that and other people are going around and going, wow, and that makes you feel special? Is that why you're doing it? Yeah, because a car is a metal box with four wheels at each corner. Um, as long as it stops and starts and is comfortable and got a decent sound system, it can't really be a lot different. doesn't matter, you know, how, how it looks on the outside in many ways, yeah? Yeah. Um, but that, that whole thing about the, the performance, you know, the performance of, of, I can remember when everybody had to have double glazing because everyone had single glazing, and that was a big thing, big performance issue. And then everybody had to have a new bathroom and then a new kitchen and then a conservatory and all that kind of stuff. And it's all the performative, how do I look in the street? Yeah. You know, I, I feel so bad, you know, our house has only got one car and everybody else has got two. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. That's when it gets really, really bad. But when you get to the point, like I say, with the, with the body dysmorphia stuff, where you're changing the way your body is because it doesn't perform the way you want it to. Mm. So I have this kind of performative beauty. Look at me, aren't I lovely? Yeah. Why do you, I mean, getting down to the, the root cause, why do you think we've we've kind of turned out that way? I assume there's always been a certain amount of performance and that, that kind of, well, not always, but a civilized, human civilization has kind of come on in the last, you know, we're talking five, six hundred years, maybe even longer. If you look back at ancient Rome or Greece or the Egyptians, mm. I'm sure there was a, a big, there were big parts of society that were, you know, it was all about performance and, you know, status and that kind of thing. So why, Yeah. what is it about us that, that pushes us down that, that corridor? I, I think that you've, you, the, the word you just used then, status. It's like status roles and leadership all need to look, you know, ta-da. And it's like the role that you play. And, and Britain is a really, even now, we've got all the old... Um, uniforms that people wear to do ceremonial duties, you know, and those those uniforms carry a, a certain status, and they have a performative issue. You know, if if somebody, you know, Black Rod, when they opened Parliament, he was just to nip through in his shorts and and tap the door. It's not the same as being dressed in black and walking that way and going gabon 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 on the door. Mm. You know, it, all that kind of stuff is becomes a performance. Yeah, and it's like, who are we trying to impress? Okay, some of it we can say, well, you know, the tradition's good and we can kind of get along with it and have fun. Um, but I think that the, the key, when you look at it at an individual level, is that people very often don't feel good enough, which is why they need to change their, their bodies, yeah? Or they don't feel that they look good enough to other people, so they need to have a certain kind of garden or a certain kind of car, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe there's a group of people together and um, to be part of the performance of the group, you have to have a certain kind of clothing, a certain kind of shoe wear or, or something to make you fit in. Yeah? And that, that whole kind of performative issue, and I, I think that one of the biggest drivers in it is social media. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's on the list. I'm glad you brought that up, and I didn't forget to, because that seems to be. <laughs> I don't want to talk without kind of mentioning actual maths and science, but it does seem to be uh, accelerating that kind of shift towards because you know, and I'm kind of guilty to, of it to a certain extent in terms of putting that version of me online that is, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of laid-back Ed good dad ed you know kids are always well behaved and we never have any arguments honestly and i'm never getting <laughs> i'm never getting tired and angry with them and telling them to shut up and go to sleep that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> so you know i've contributed to that as well and i guess there's a certain kind of uh if you think of social media as a game in terms of how you get likes and you know hearts and comments when you put certain things on instagram or facebook you will get a reaction from people and you're more likely to get a positive reaction and nice things said to you. If you're doing nice things, you know, and you're kind of spreading some kind of joy, I find, you know, if you see mm. if some people are on social media and they kind of moan all the time and, you know, you just, you unfollow them or you, you mute them or that kind of thing. So it's like social media does work best in terms of feedback when you post positive things doesn't it so but hmm. we are we all know people i'm sure that are not exactly like their social media feed and they are experiencing trouble in their real real life aren't they hmm. yeah i mean yeah do you get that in a professional sense like that people have, have kind of experienced kind of breakdowns from yeah social media just kind of twisting their worldview and kind of Make yeah, them feel yeah. inferior because I guess if yeah. you if you're we're we also see sorry to, to go, go on we also see our own social media feeds don't we and then I guess we kind of look at it and kind of relate to our real lives our real selves which includes the 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 stuff the harder stuff and we must think oh my gosh that's not me <laughs> and that can kind of it's like self fulfilling mm. yeah and one of the things that has come over talking to people is that when you do a Zoom call, you can see yourself. Now, uh, and you've been doing that for 18 months or however long. And um, prior to that, in every conversation you had with another person, you didn't have a mirror in front of you where you could see your own face. You could see the other person's face, but you couldn't see yours. Now, suddenly, for the last year and a half, we've been watching ourselves all the time. And that's one of the things people are saying, saying to me, I can't stand looking at myself. You know, it's, it's awful. I hate it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So that um, they start to develop this experience of themselves. You know, so then they're starting to kind of play around and jazz themselves up and, and try and look, look super duper um, because they're looking at themselves, they can't cope with them. There's a wonderful advert on the television at the moment about a woman who's on a Zoom call and uh, they say, oh, show us your kitchen for some reason. Yeah, it's because they're selling kitchens, but I mean, show us your kitchen. And, and she's embarrassed to show her kitchen because it's a real kind of, the doors are hanging off and it's really kind of grungy and horrible. Um, so in the end, she goes out to buy a new kitchen so she can show it off online. And, and to me, that was such a, a performative example of how we, we try to do things to make ourselves appear special. You know, and if people can, which is why, I mean, I've got this backdrop of this house, which is um, down in Mel's. Um, and <laughs> um, 
Uh, and it's like, if, if people are watching this, would they be thinking, oh, that's Sean's house there? Yeah. So, you know, have I now just gone up in status because I've got this this beautiful house? You know. Wait, can I ask, is, that's not your house? So why why have you got a picture of a house that's just, just down the road? It looks like quite uh, a nice house. On, if you look at it, if I move out of the way, there's, it's got some particular um, frescoes on the wall, ah, which are yeah. like very large um, Wedgwood um, blue and blue and white. They're quite fascinating. And I thought, oh, take a picture of that. Yeah, yeah, okay, but it's it's so much of it is um, look at me, look at me, and that's when I I think that that to put something positive on Facebook isn't a bad thing, that's okay if it raises other people's mood, it's a good thing, yeah. It's when I'm showing myself as being this amazing together person that I'm not, okay, that's when it becomes performative. Yeah. So, okay. So we're kind of we're kind of saying there that just because we we put nice things on Facebook, it doesn't mean we're kind of necessarily crying at all, crying ourselves to sleep every no. night. Well, what, this is something I've had quite a lot in the workplace. Right? People come in on Monday morning, and someone says, "Oh, hell, how do how's your weekend? What did you do?" Yeah. Now, someone might say, "Oh, you know, I didn't do anything. I, you know." I, slobbed out a week I didn't do anything I didn't have anywhere to go no one wanted me kind of thing but, <laughs> but some people will actually invent oh I had an amazing time or oh, I went here and I went and did that and they haven't done any of it at all yeah yeah and that is a performative act yeah wow. equally so you could see it the other way there's been people I've had to deal with who've been off sick and then because they haven't had all their marbles in a row they've then appeared on Facebook um, at a party, and they're off sick. You know what I mean. So it's like <laughs> the two things that go together. Yeah. yeah. So that whole kind of issue about performing on Facebook does become a bit. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And I I can remember uh, being a teenager and being at a big uh, mecca ballroom for a Christmas do, and um, there were thousands of people there, and they had a raffle. And I won a raffle prize, which meant I had to walk across the dance floor to get the prize yeah, in front of thousands of people. And I remember feeling like I couldn't walk, like someone had tangled the strings up on the puppet and my legs were all odd and googly and gangly and, and I couldn't just smoothly walk across and get my, my uh, prize wow. um, because I was into that performative issue. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I suppose if I got it right performatively, I would have... Um, overcompensated and really kind of jazzed it up as I went across the dance floor, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you're you're someone as well that has actually performed on stage. Well, I guess you do perform anyway in terms of you at the work and some of the bigger talks you you give, yeah, in person or or online. So some mm-hmm. sometimes people want to be entertained and performed to. So I guess we don't want to confuse the two things as well, do we? No, no. And uh, one of the things about being on stage is that um, uh, it's something that you learn to do. You might start off being a bit, mm-hmm, but you learn to do it. Um, yeah. And there is an amazing buzz in being able to work an audience. It is quite an extraordinary feeling when you do it. Yeah. Um, I, I had 10,000 people singing A Day in the Life by the Beatles with me and a 12-string guitar and 10,000 people singing. It was amazing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. And that was that, a performance, yes. <laughs> does that exist online? That needs to be a 
Is that a YouTube video anywhere? Uh, no, no. Um, that was so long ago, they didn't have those kind of devices to record. <laughs> Pre, pre-camera, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the Melvin Festival once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, your blog post summarizes with when you stop performing, you start being. So, again, we don't want to kind of put people off performance entirely because it does bring joy to a lot of people, as we just ex- just explained. But uh, maybe just kind of back off and, and give yourself a little bit of a break sometimes and just accept yourself. Yeah. What's not? Yeah. And if you're in a performance state, you're usually presenting yourself in a way that you're not. And you know that you're not. You know, you're you're kind of bigging it up or, or you know, making it. It's got kind of bells and bows and trumpets and, you know, sparkly things on it, whereas actually it was quite dull. But, you know, but we're, we're sharing it in a way which is performative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, there's nothing wrong with playing the game. The issue is whether you can see yourself playing the game, whether it becomes that way of you being. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and one of one of the things is that and is that whole thing about we've spent our lives online over this period of time working with people, and when people have got the filters on and they're doing this and their ID pictures are one from ten years ago and all that kind of stuff, and then we actually meet the person in in reality, and it's like who are you? Because you don't actually look like the person I've been talking to on Zoom for the last year. Yeah, no, so that's yeah. a very real experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've joined an entire kind of or helped create a whole mini ac- action group for kind of environmental stuff locally. And, uh, you know, it's a group of, well, various people have come and gone, but seven or eight of us that have met over the last year and a half. And we ha- most of us hadn't met in real life. And we, we had a physical meeting at someone's house last week. And it was fantastic. But yeah, uh, it was weird seeing people uh, in real life. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a short guy, but people didn't didn't know they they kind of assumed because uh i don't know why that i was kind of taller in real life and then this little five foot five foot six fella on a bike shows up <laughs> they didn't say they were disappointed I, sh- I should add but it's just yeah they were it was like ah you're tiny <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that was nice to be brought down a peg or two as my mother used to say to me, all good things come in little parcels. Yeah, exactly. I did. Yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, What's your resource of the week, John? Um, it, it's uh, a coach um, who's a wellness coach, and it talking about performative issues. It, it's a It's a little kind of thing he does, like a little blog, but it's it's to do with uh, wellness counsellors. So it's about them kind of looking out for stuff. And it's good because you can see yourself in it if you read it. Cool. All right. Mine is a film um, called The Talented Mr. Ripley, which is quite a famous movie with uh, Matt Damon and Jude Law in it when they were younger. Um, Yeah. Matt Damon has to put on a performance like you've, you've never seen. He has to become another person and manages to pull it off for quite a while. Uh, so yeah, well. really fascinating <laughs> film. So yeah, watch that one if you can. Yeah, we'll do. All right, John, we all done? Yeah, we are. Um, I should go back my drive into this lovely house of mine. Yeah, you. go on, up you go. Enjoy that kind of fresco on the wall there, Mel's. Someday we're gonna, <laughs> we'll, all have, we'll all have a fresco on our walls one, one day, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for your time, and I'll catch up with you next time. Yeah. You take care. Uh, See have you a good everyone. one. Bye. See you, See you later. Bye.